Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, guys. After a time zone snafu, Lulz is ready. We are here to break our silence about Elon Musk threatening to buy Twitter. We have DraftKings botching the USFL contest over the weekend. And everything else you've come to know and love about Lulz, let's do it. I, does he think... I it's think he thinks go. this. He thinks this is a go. Vegas Dave thinks this is a go. Hot naked girls doing yoga. What? Why don't you just win like a man? Random.org. Type <laughs> in one for yes, two for no. Let the DFS guys pick for you. And I'm absolutely begging you not to do bus. <laughs> Please don't do bus. Brian, I was legitimately worried about you because you are never late to a show. Uh, ever. And so when you didn't show up, I was like, either something happened to Brian or we had a <laughs> scheduling mishap. <laughs> Robbed at the point of gun. Yeah. Uh, Car so, you know, I'm slightly offended. You know, we were, you know, like Swolecast, we're always trying to schedule our stuff and we're throwing around central time zones, all of this, but we do specify the time zone. But Brian, you just so casually said 3.30 tomorrow. And in my narcissistic, myopic view, I thought surely that meant 3.30 Eastern. Yeah, lesson learned, huh? When you're uh, dealing with a double coastal elite like Pete, <laughs> just assume it's whatever coast he's on at that in that specific moment. It's true. It's true. Is that a new hat? I don't think I've seen you wear that hat. Mm, I, I have like three of these. They're just no logo hats. I like those. I I have some of those too, but people get like tilted when you wear no logo hats. I I, I don't know why why that is. People Good. want logos. Those are the kind of people I I want to tilt. You want to alienate? Yeah. Them. Why don't you have your favorite team on? What are your jerseys? <laughs> um, Eric said, "What are we drinking?" Was I drinking? I don't think. What are you drinking? Not water. Hey, Eric. It's what? it's four thirty on the East Coast, and dare I say three thirty. Central time zone. I That's mean, right. Willis, Willis donating $5 to rep central time zone. I will not That's stand right. for this. Real America, Willis. I saw Willis on Club Top Shot last night. He's got, he's rocking a beard now. Looking oh, good. Yeah. I like Willis the beard. Rocks, and, rocks a mean beard. Um, yep. Uh, what, what's new with you? It's been, it's been a little while since we did a show. We took last week off. We were all tuckered out from our big UFC live stream, which was a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, I haven't talked to you in a little bit yeah that live stream was fun i think i think the next one if we ever do another one we should do the the three o'clock start one yeah did it go for nine hours <laughs> no 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 but you could do the main events instead of starting at eight we start at whatever five or something and it's over by 10 or 11 gotcha gotcha yeah, yeah. yeah. no that was, um, it was good to have uh we had a we had a fun crew uh for that one the vibes were good and then rbx i got pretty drunk at the end rbx uh kind of just took the wheel and uh took us to the end of the show <laughs> he wasn't even he wasn't even scheduled to show up either he just by popular demand we had to bring him on did you say though that ever since then uh he's been hounding you to get back on the show already yeah he wants to get back on lulls what he's, is he's his, like uh, the people love me <laughs> And of course, we made him a beautiful highlight clip, uh, you know, <laughs> touring around his house. Of course, he loves us. <laughs> that Look was a pretty that. funny clip, though. It was, uh, it was a good clip. That would, that would be a pretty fun series, actually. A little DFS slash gambling bro crib. Maybe, you know, that's the thing. We have different rules on here of how you can come on the show. You know, one is win a Millie maker. Maybe the second one is you have to give us a tour of your of your home. Okay, I'm down. You just yeah. got to walk around with your earphone any, and show us all the nooks and crannies. Could be any type of home. Doesn't matter. Um. It seems like seems like people love the MMA hang. I mean, maybe maybe Brian and I can, you know, every once in a while, maybe we'll flex uh, a Wednesday show 
to a UFC hang. Maybe we could we could do yeah. something like that. Yeah, I'm we'll down. See. Um, you were watching Club Top Shot last night. Andrew wants to know, and you know, feel free to ask. I'm kind of offended you haven't asked yet. But what do you think of my Moonbird, <laughs> Brian? That so that is I I caught that part, and then when Willis popped on. Yeah. And and I think I came on right after the Moonbird thing. So you were like showing your your bags, right? I was showing my feathers. Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> do you do you know the like TLDR on the Moonbirds? No. So some very hyped NFT project, uh, because of the demand, they did it as a raffle as opposed to just kind of having a gas war uh for it. And so you had to have two and a half ETH in a wallet and then you know sync it to your discord and twitter or whatever um they apparently had bots to prevent people from multi-accounting i don't know how well that worked but anyways i had about a one in four chance i think ultimately i hit it uh for two and a half eth and now the floor as of like right now is almost 24 eth so it's been a a pretty good uh nft to get in on so far are you gonna are you gonna let the roll keep rolling the dice so you're gonna cash in what are you gonna do this was the big debate last night. Yeah, Jack and Pete and MBL all wanted me to sell. And uh, I still think there was meat on the bone. Last night, they were trying to get me to sell at 20. We're almost to 24 right now. And uh, I still think there's some meat on the bone. So those guys would have cost you, what, 12? Just 12 Yeah, yeah. Nothing, to, nothing to those guys. Nothing to those high rollers. But no, it's, yeah, they wiped their ass with that. But for me, I mean, these, these opportunities come around only once in a lifetime. And I, I got to milk this for all it's worth. Oh, man. 50 50 what about 50 that uh, 50 50 sounds like a real nice number to me <laughs> <laughs> well let's go 100 would you have any regrets um i don't i don't think so i don't think i would i would have regrets the the one nft that we've sold that i have regrets on is that initial punk um one monetarily because the guy flipped it like a week later for literally double the price that he bought it from us. So that stung. But two, I had made what I consider one of the best videos that I've made my, my, why I bought a crypto punk video. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I had like the whole thing with all of NFTs generally boils down to narratives and the stories and the things that people tell about them. And I feel like I had told a pretty good story about that specific NFT. Uh, and and then I let it go. So that's the only regret I've ever had. And uh, hmm. yes, I, I don't I don't have too many other hard regrets uh, as far as selling stuff. Okay. But well, good luck to you. That'll be fun. Just, That'll be fun to uh, you can probably yeah. get some content out of it, too. So like if it goes up or down a little bit, like at least you get the content out of it. I already told the guy exactly because I can either dunk on the club top shot guys for telling <laughs> me to sell it too early. Or everyone can make fun of me for holding on to it as it goes to zero. I did tell the guys in the NGMI chat that when it hits the floor hits 30, I'll make a little video. Um, I haven't promised on what that video would entail, but uh, yeah. So, you know, we're enjoying the Moonbird ride for now. Beautiful. I, you know, what's kind of interesting is NFTs uh, like have cooled, right? That's fair to say. NFTs are not nearly as possible as they were probably like a year and a couple months ago. Or maybe a year ago and it's still yeah. going up so that's pretty interesting yeah and that was part of what i was saying on the show last night is you know for a while it was like fish in a barrel whatever project came out it would pump you mint it you sell it for 3x an hour later it was just like rinse repeat now people are being a little bit more choosy uh and being doing a little bit more due diligence on what teams and projects they actually think might have some solid fundamental underpinnings to to further drive price action and so you see people i think you know we 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 use the term blue chip loosely but anything that's a perceived blue chip people are more willing to consolidate into what they think is a winner as opposed to a spray and pray approach like you were mm -hmm. referencing from the summer where it was just like it doesn't matter you can you can mint it yeah we got we had a uh, private bid on one of our our top shot cosmics over the over the weekend or whatever yeah i was gonna say what how did how did that come about i think it was was it jack jack oh yeah so mbl was hunting around we referenced this briefly last night he was hunting around for a cp3 cosmic i think he thought they were like mispriced relative to some other cosmics and he had made an offer to jack but then we looked up how much we had paid for it <laughs> and didn't want to sell it at such a loss especially when i'm going to divide it up 
don't we have four people in on that one? Or is I it think Corain, I think Corain's in on that one too. Yeah, and then when you divide it up by four, it's like I'd rather just eat it. <laughs> I'd rather just eat the losses. I know. It is it is funny how you're I don't know if it's pride, if it's stubbornness. I, I don't it is it is hard to it's like you waited this long on it. Why not just wait a little longer, you know? Unless unless you need liquidity, in which case go for it. He's having he had like a great season, great season this year. Suns are like fav, you know, we're like favored to win it all. And like none of that stuff. Jokic wins back to back MVPs. None of that, none of that narrative stuff mattered. And we we nailed it all. That's what's so crazy about our cosmic buys. Um, I mean, like we look back at all of those buys that we were collectively making, obviously the Jokic, the CP3, you we went in on some John Morant's MGLE too. Like we hit like the most zeitgeisty NBA players possible over these past two years and don't get paid off on it. I mean, see, let's say CP three, let's say Booker got hurt, but let's just say they win. They win it all. He retires. Right. So it's like his retirement year. High note. I bet it it doesn't matter at all. No, it's crazy. honestly insane to what would have felt like a buy low on the two-time nba mvp and, and we can't get the the moments to be worth a damn it's uh it's, it it's is what insane. it is yeah um let's see here kevin says skip all the bullshit i want brian's <laughs> usfl cash shell so i will say this brian i this is how sick on monday night i was bored uh lauren uh is away for a couple days and so I was like, you know what? I'm going to play USFL showdown on Monday night, whatever. Do you know who I see in those streets? Fucking whistles go woo grinding Monday night USFL showdown with only 10K up top. Wow. I mean, what what is going on with this dude? It must be, he must, it must be really easy for him to just click a couple buttons and enter. It, That's got to be it. It's just, he's set up for uh, NFL showdown and with a couple buttons, pulls in Osmo's data. Two buttons and he's done. Because I'm looking at all the people in that contest, and you got the the ETR guys, you got the niche sports grinders, you know, all the XFL guys, and then it whistles. Like whistles is the only, you know, more whatever mainstream DFS guy in there. And I'm just like, you it can't even escape whistles in a Monday night showdown slate. He plays a lot. He plays a lot of sports. He's playing MLB again. He's in there. Yeah. I mean, the thing about that and again, there's not even. I think ETR was the only site that did ownership projections for that Monday showdown. I know there were projections on, you know, Osmo run the Sims everywhere, but I mean, there's not a lot to work with. Like, if Whistles waited, you know, I assume in the coming weeks we're going to have better data, better information, and then he just like automates his process simply. But there was a little bit of a hand builder's touch needed, I think for that slate first time these teams had played, but it's just, I'm like, how does Willis, or Willis, uh, how does whistles have the brain power, uh, in the time to even tackle this? Mm, I bet he didn't do that. I bet he just, <laughs> he just download, upload projections, button click, enter. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. I doubt he's, I doubt he's, I could be wrong, but I doubt he's like reading all the ETR and awesome. uh, articles on showdown or whoever else is pumping that stuff out and then adjusting projections based on that i I, it would surprise me maybe he is i I doubt it though um we need to say bye to eric i believe he's saying he has dart night he has a a raffle at a bar in dart night tonight it is heading out peace out eric thank you for joining us good luck um have you do you think you're gonna get in the usfl streets no, probably not at this point, right? Like, um, I don't know. They're at 25K up top in the big one this weekend, right? Yeah, I went from 100K to 25K. Man, they they really fucked that up. I was laughing my ass off. Sorry, guys, but I was. <laughs> it was just one catastrophe after another. And I'm like, I tweeted out, this is all Levitan's fault. I thought that was... Everyone's giving him credit for all this happening. It's like, well, then it's his fault for it falling apart. Yeah, and I know we've recapped this on a few shows, but for people who haven't heard yet, the very quick TLDR on it is they gave out 20,000-plus free tickets into the big 100K up top contest over the weekend. So it ended up filling on Friday. A bunch of people with their single tickets essentially filled it. 
And anyone who had waited to actually get into the contest that wanted to ended up getting shut out. And then uh, to double down on that, they revealed all of the ownership immediately on all of the players, even if their games hadn't started. So the, the entire contest, I don't know if you could draw up more of a disaster for how that, that slate unfolded. Did you get into that? The big one. So what happened? Yeah. So listen to how, what, how fucked up this was. So they were sending out the tickets. And so everyone's people started alerting me and they're like, Holy shit, this is filling fast. And if you had already registered, so I had put like a dummy one in Mm -hmm. um, just to have it. I was able to go to my lineups page or like for future contests. And I was able to manually enter one by one, like keep adding them. But if you were, say you wanted to go hop in it and you hadn't pre-registered, it would just didn't exist in the lobby. Like I messaged Levitan and I was like, what the fuck is going on with this? He's like, I can't even see it in the lobby. And it was only if you had a dummy entry, were you able to add them? So I'm sitting there adding one manually. And I just stopped at 50. Like, I think I was going to do a hundred otherwise, but I was like, I can't even do this. Just one by one. It was such a shit show. Was there an official reason for the amount of tickets they gave away? Um, no, I, I mean, basically, as I understand it, they made a mistake. I think they probably wanted to give out X amount of tickets and they sent it to a larger list. They fat fingered it. They fat fingered it Mm -hmm. because it's not their intention to block out the people who actually want to register. You use that as a last ditch measure, right? Right. To kind of fill it in, in a, in a graceful way. Yeah. That's what I was just thinking. Like maybe they fat fingered it. Like maybe they, they could put like. 5% 5% and the guy put fat fingered another number yeah. clicked on there or something. Who knows? That's yes. Yeah, that's crazy. I disappointed the hand builder bros. I would have, if the hand builder bros knew uh, all about, so I, I went full MME bro for, for those 50 lineups that I registered and man, I am, uh, I am out of practice because I, I can hand build NFL lineups and I can MME showdown lineups pretty well. But I am not a good classic slate MME, bro. It, it took me a long time fiddling with my stacks and my exposures and getting all the things that say you can only make 26 lineups with these constraints and, and all of this. So I am a fraud uh, opto, bro. I'll tell you that. That's uh, that's an interesting – if someone – if if you guys are still like deep into like reading who who's getting – who's going to get the target, the targets, who's going to get the share of the – rushes and stuff like that i could see still doing it but it also looked like to me like the projections were way off too was that you know, like guys who are 40 percent owned like didn't even play or barely played or something like that yeah and i mean the first game it was like all the top scores were sub two percent owned the backup quarterback uh on one of the teams was the highest scoring quarterback um there were timeshares for a bunch of the quarterbacks, you know, full on platoons, you know, the, the alpha wide receivers, you know, having 30, you know, percent snaps, you know, just completely. And all, because all you have to work on, right. is like the depth charts where they were drafted and maybe some of their previous stats, but everyone was flying blind. I mean, even some of the team Twitter accounts were tweeting out guys that weren't actually even on the team. Like the social media accounts didn't know that Quincy Adebigeo or whatever didn't even report to camp. And they're like, he's in our starting lineup. It was just a, it's a disaster. Wow. Yeah. And like from, from my style, that's like, that's like the worst possible thing. Like I'm not going to be getting, I'm not going to be just hovering around Twitter, figuring out if that guy's actually in it or not. Like I would, I would have to, but like I would, I'd be having, I'd be having a bunch of the guy who was supposed to be, projected really high and I wouldn't know he's not playing. So I don't think I'm going to go, especially with only 25 up top, they'd have to go back to at least 50. And after that debacle, maybe I think it could still get back to 50 if they don't screw it up again and maybe picks up a little steam, but they definitely screwed the pooch after that first week. And to me, that's why it's unfortunate that they didn't, uh, Sorry, I just started pressing. I had my Mac laptop up here and accidentally pressed something and the music started playing. God okay, damn it. you're good. I don't hear anything. All right, I'm good now. Um, Well, I just, I feel like they should have given us a second crack at filling a big contest. Like they messed up. We will never, I'm sure there would have been slight overlay 
but I yeah. don't think it would have been too egregious. And mm-hmm. then it's like, what? You probably throttle it down to 50K up top or something. But it's like, don't punish the prize pool before even getting good data on what right. the field is willing to fill. But they, they, I'm assuming they also went conservative because they just thought there'd be a lot of blowback and just people not registering. Right. So like, let's just do it really low. Let's see if they still want to do it. People might hate. We, they, I bet they considered just not doing it. Right. Just ending it all. So 25 with they're trying, you know, they try, hopefully it fills really fast. Then maybe they go back 50. Who knows? I, I am surprised though, that I guess with your setup, I feel like you're, I guess it is slightly different settings than the traditional like DraftKings NFL contest. Would it, would it be a ton of work for your Sims to be able to, to set something up for this format? Um, no, I guess. Well, no, I don't think it would be that that difficult because it's like sh- it's showdown, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 sorry. It's it's not showdown. Well, they are going to do showdown, which is the same yeah. format, but their classic slate. It has different positions. You only have to start one running back instead of two. And then there's two flex instead of three total wide receivers. That Then that would be a problem. That would be a problem. And also my NFL Sims play by play. So that wouldn't work either. Uh, so showdown, but not yeah. I wouldn't redo it all for that. I would do it if like it was some sort of NASCAR eSport NASCAR edge or something where like right. we all like it's just you just go to FC pumping whatever you know whatever the edge is, and then just and then enter. Like I would do something like that, but I doubt the edge is that. Not for me, anyways. Maybe for the guys who really know who's playing. Well, what was your threshold when you stopped playing hockey? Like what what do you what prize do you need up top consistently to justify investing time into it? That was more the uh, I couldn't I just couldn't handle the workload of NBA, MLB and hockey all playing at the same time or whatever is going, you know, like there'd be like three sports going at the same time, all with six o'clock locks. And I just couldn't do it anymore. Because yeah. like as it's got more involved and like the games got harder and you have to put more time and effort into it like it's just like one of these has got to go and it's clearly going to be hockey and i think the prize pools kind of were just naturally dropping that's happened in soccer too i don't know if you've ever looked at those those have gone down over the last like five years a little bit i I only played a little bit of soccer um but yeah those those sports have have gone down so it's tough to tell in the main sports because they go so top heavy now MMA has increased. I think we could say that without a doubt, because the top prize pools for MMA were were not were not 100k every weekend, and now it's a minimum 100k. But um, with with NBA and MLB, like they seem about the same the last few years. Um, but when you're going 100k to first, 20k to second, that can be kind of deceiving. Um, I don't know what the total amount of entries is like compared over time. I wonder if anyone's got that data. Hmm. Uh, like not anymore. <laughs> it was a lot easier back, back in the day, Travis. Um, you could just hockey. You just, you just stack, throw some randomness on if you have decent projections and I would make my own and they, it wasn't super complicated. It was just some basic, um, uh, projections. Um, I would use, I would use like that, that, uh, Tom Tango's method for baseball, but just apply it to hockey. It wasn't very complicated and that's better than what anyone else is doing. There was like barely any hockey projections at all. So just do where that. Do you, mm-hmm. Where do you think, like when you mentioned that some of these prize pools are getting smaller, like how much of the onus do you put on DraftKings to do, whether that's better marketing or better fe- featuring these contests, drumming up interest, how much is it on them? Or how much do you think it's just on DFS players to show the demand by filling the existing contests? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I mean, I you, it's tough because the hockey seems like, and I'm not, paying a ton of attention to hockey, but I follow a lot lot of the guys play hockey, you know, on Twitter. And so I see their tweets and it seems like they, it fills up more. They should be, um, they should add a little risk to it. You know, what would be the best solution there is for them to lobby, to change the law that 
it doesn't have to be a set amount of entries before lock and just make it like auto adjust just like poker was so you say a hundred thousand dollar prize pool but if a if a bunch of people sign up so it's still guaranteed prize pool but if more people sign up we will add on top to the prize pool like it'll maybe it'll be 125 to first or for some reason uh it's a day off of work for a bunch of people they didn't realize it it's two hundred thousand up top or something that would just solve it all for them and then they could lower the guaranteed prize pool if they wanted and then let demand solve itself that would be the best yeah no that that would that would solve every problem and allow the market to truly decide what every contest is and then they just have on the back end what their auto sizing for payout structures based on the entry fee and how many people are in it and it just spits it out at lock solved and it makes and it makes that's like this is what you get these people who know nothing about the industry regulating the industry and then you get you get results like this where they probably they probably think well we don't want people to get ripped off so we want to know exactly x before they enter right and it's like yeah but that's that's worse than the other solution like which is let it go as as big as it gets and let people decide for themselves and that would solve that would solve itself so how i mean how realistic would it be for that to happen and how big of a of a hurdle would that be from a regulatory standpoint to get that kind of flexibility on it it's if it's it's the federal law it's the law that was the um i think it was in the uiega yeah for that 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 screwed poker um that started all these um what was uh what was the Taylor's original one? Draft Day? Taylor uh, KB? Uh, draft um, Street? Draft? No, no, he didn't name that one. Draft, I think it was Draft Day or something like that. That's what started all those guys. And they read that legislation and said, oh, this is legal now. And that was – so I'm pretty sure it's in there. Yeah. So if we can figure out how to get it, get it passed to the federal level, then it would apply to all the other states. Yeah. Unless your state law, like, auto-copied, which is possible – that's what we kind of do. Just copy other people's list. If they auto copied, uh, you know, that language from the federal law, then you'd have to do it at both the federal and state law level. You would think again, and yeah, it probably would be a mess, but I mean, DraftKings would love if that wasn't the case, right? You think about the amount of like planning that they have to do to size these contests and for, whereas they could literally just spray and pray and put whatever out there. And then it's no big deal if shit doesn't fill. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you guarantee something, just like the poker sites, they would still have to pay out whatever that guaranteed price stated. But they, if they go under, they're screwed. But you can just be more conservative with that guarantee, and then let the cards fall where right. they may. I mean, this is this is a benefit. Ugh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it is a benefit of of like capturing a market like this, where where it's so heavily regulated is it's 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 easier eventually people will just forget about it because there's nothing you can do no nobody can enter the market it's easier for them to talk to the lobbyists and be like and have their lobbyists talk to the legislators rather and be like let's let's get let's make this our priority this year to get rid of this piece of the law and they have this relationship it'll go on you know whatever 10 years now let's say that that up and no one really pays attention to it anymore and they can just kind of get it passed quietly. So it's that that's definitely possible. I imagine they're they're looking at it. Andrew, <laughs> what a what a heel turn for Brian. Uh I actually did want to circle back to something because I, I let this slip too and I meant to follow up on this. Uh mm-hmm. SLM Cardi wants you to elaborate on the Tom Tango method. I, I didn't know what that was referencing either. Yeah, that's he's a baseball writer. His Twitter is Tango Tiger, I think, and um, he either wrote articles or a book. I can't remember. This is a while ago. It's real. It's really simple. It's just a weighted average of the last X years, depending on the sport, and I think it's like divided by some, uh, like the baseline, the average, the league average, or something like that. It's really simple. So like. It, and it's predicting um, – it, it was like his his super simple method that at the time no projection system could beat, mm. like within reason. So like people would come up with all these cr- super creative 
in intricate MLB models, and he would just do this weighted three-year average, and it'd be about the same historically and predictively. Now, I don't think that's necessarily true anymore, but um, the principles applied to ho- hockey's you know very similar in that in that matter for uh, the the tangle time tangle method. I, I mean, I think that's what he called it. But if you just Google that, you'll find it. It's not it's not uh, it's not like a secret or anything. Kind of just basic sabermetric stuff back in the day. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah. Um... Yeah, that's interesting. I just pulled up like a, a quick little blog on it. It looks slightly this description a little uh, more dense uh, than for me to read it on the show. But there you go. That's that's your reading. I'll put this blog post that I just found in the chat if you want to look at the yeah. Tango method of regression. I'm Tango, and then there's another guy who was popular then. Uh, I think his name was like Phil Barnbaum, something like that. He had some good. He has some interesting blog posts and stuff. Oh, that's that's him, Burnbaum. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got his uh, Tom Tango method SEO down tight. That's the first uh, post that comes up when you search that. Hmm. So um, the like, if you just pay, you know, for I'm a, I'm guessing if you just pay for someone's Osmos whatever hockey numbers, it's going to beat the Tom Tango method at this point. So yeah, I mean, there's stuff like that too with. Uh, now we're, we're, we're in uh, NFL draft season and I know, you know, I'm in these, you know, dynasty football leagues and stuff. And we all, everyone looks at their own metrics and data and combine and college production. But if you just use the proxy for the NFL draft as like draft capital and like what order did the NFL draft these guys, that mm-hmm. still is almost the best heuristic for predicting how well they're going to do from a fantasy perspective. I bet. Although, Although there is, I think, a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy in that where it's like teams use first-round draft capital. They want to save face. They want their first-round picks to hit. They'll give them more opportunities than, say, a sixth-round pick. You know, he's really going to have to prove himself to get opportunities, whereas what, what you know, I even remember Melvin Gordon. Remember, he was a first-round pick uh, to the Chargers, and he was shitty for like a couple years. They just kept going to him, going to him because, hey, he's our first-round pick. That, I mean, that happens a lot with running backs over the years, yeah. especially with these some of these coaches. I was looking at that 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 coach uh, who you know uh, who released the guy because of the pizza Pizzagate thing, but yeah. like, who knows if that's accurate? But and then there was like him giving like a a speech or a pep talk or something, and it's like that is exactly who like honestly I didn't even listen to it that closely, but like that type of person is like exactly who I wouldn't want in my organization. Like I would want like a drone who would just listen to the game theory and we would just tell him it's like this play, this play, this play. And he just calls it. That's it. All his job is is to manage like the personalities, make sure no one gets upset. Yeah. Yeah. For people who aren't uh, familiar to what Brian's referencing, there was a clip that went around Devion Smith, who uh, was a running back in the league. And he uh, reportedly got cut because of a, he was being disrespectful to one of their food services employees because they, all they had was chicken salad. And he said, I won't eat this. I'm eating pizza. And apparently the team claims there were other issues. Although Devion Smith has now gone on Twitter and been like, what other issues? I have no clue what you're talking about. Just like a, an extremely bad look, uh, for the league and in this coach. Uh, but yeah, I mean, what a, what a clown show it's like, he was, I think, Again, it's a low bar in this league, but one of the more talented running backs, I think, was the conventional wisdom. It's like you're kicking him off the team because he ate a pizza instead of chicken salad. I mean, what what the fuck are we doing? I was thinking about uh, baseball coaches. Um, yeah, I, but like then the the just to comment on that comment really quick. The uh, it, then the team said that he's like had a bunch of behavioral issues or something. And it had nothing to do with the pizza, but what, I mean, whatever. Um, with like 
doing like a GTO uh, coaching strategy. I wonder if any teams have done this. And like baseball seems like the easiest to implement because it's more like paper, rock, scissors, right? And you just in, in like not not even the pitcher and catcher know what's coming next until yeah. it's until it's run through the computer. You know, and of course you have to. You know, you have specifics for the hitter can't hit certain spots and stuff like that. But it seems like why even think about that? Right. Just do just do that. Just let it all on. Yeah. And then how whatever's legal for the catcher, obviously, you could just give him signs from the dugout. Yeah. But what, what, or like a, I don't know, a buzzer, just do the Houston Astros cheating scandal or whatever. <laughs> whatever. I'm assuming if you clear that with the, with the league and they'd probably do it. Um, but yeah, something like that. Like you could do it. In, I'm assuming you could do it in football, but although it'd be a lot more complicated, you know, just run so past. many more variables. Yeah. There's so many more variables, but something like that. I wonder if anyone, yeah, that seems like a good route to look at if I was ahead of a team. Well, basically you're saying is you take, you know, a poker GTO solver element to calling even specific pitches and yeah. just like letting them dictate every single uh, yeah. type of play situation. Yep. Yeah. And, it, you know, you can make it smart, like I said, where some like, like, let's say the player can't hit sliders or something, you know, like, obviously, if the, the solver would say just throw a slider every time. But if it doesn't, you need to switch it up, just have the computer uh, pick it. I mean, I guess they would never like I, I, I hate I hate coaches, but they would be like, well, what if he's not feeling it that day? What if he's not feeling the curveball that day? You know, like, you gotta know your players that type of crap. I would just instantly fire that guy and then hire in someone who would just do what I say. But yeah. Or maybe, maybe you have an expansion team and they're called like the robots or something. And this is the team <laughs> that gets to do the, the GTO. That would have been better than the guardians. Yeah. I didn't um, even know that was a team yeah. name. Guys, we, we know that the league would never let this, let this happen. This is just uh pie in the sky. Fun, but uh, I'm, I'm sure it really is that I'm, I'm sure you could probably figure out something. Wow. You could probably Rick Jadership. We, you've had, oh, yeah. you've gotten punned twice because earlier today when I was letting the chat know uh, that we got crossed on our times, they said they got brick rolled and now we have a brick tatorship. I, who knew your name was so punnable? <laughs> well, brick tatorship sounds pretty good actually. <laughs> oh, Mr. Libertarian likes the sound of Rick <laughs> Well, that's for you guys, not for me. If I was a ruler, that's that's different. Uh that actually reminds me though, we should we should touch on the the Elon Musk stuff that was happening uh in the thick of last week when we were taking the show off. Um what what are the brick takes on Elon's attempt to uh to buy Twitter? I mean World War Three. I tweeted about this already. There's just no other way around it. I mean, how can you allow, you know, people to talk freely on a platform like that? I just, it's just ab abhorrent. Very scary. How about you? What do you think? Well, I guess the the real question is how much of this is do you think driven by Elon Musk's you know altruistic? He just wants this platform to be free um versus his own personal incentives and how important and valuable the twitter platform is to him or would you say it there doesn't need to be a distinction between those two things um i don't know i never th i haven't thought about it um like that the i mean how could you i mean we're guessing obviously we have oh, no yeah, idea yeah, of course what's in the man's mind I don't know how much that would help Tesla and Starlink and stuff like that. Maybe like, like, to, like you're saying, like he could, could kind of control the narrative of Twitter and well, boost his I own think, signal and stuff like that. Well, I mean, yeah, you could push it to the extreme of thought experiments of what if Elon pins his own tweet to the top of your feed? <laughs> when you log in, you have mm -hmm. to see his specific tweet. I mean, there's that's on the more like, Machiavellian like side of the scale. But I was just thinking more in general of, you know, Twitter is very valuable to him as a platform in the same way it was to like Donald Trump, you know, being able to communicate his ideas and thoughts to people and from a monetary sense for his businesses. And so if he risks getting banned because mm -hmm. he says something that breaks the TOCs, that like would legitimately hurt his bottom line 
for for what he's able to do. And I'm so I'm just wondering how much of it is he's just like, hey, this might be the cheapest way if I actually calculate the EV of me getting banned from Twitter to just buy it. Hmm. Maybe. I mean, Trump made me think there when you mentioned him. I my I would guess, like leaving politics out of it, just business wise, Trump is worth more to Twitter than Twitter was worth to Trump. Leaving politics aside, like getting elected, obviously that would help him. But like for his hotels and stuff and all his businesses, I doubt him being on Twitter helped them. But I they sure as shit it helped it helped Twitter having one of the most popular people freely create content on your site every day. Uh, I'm sure they got tons of engagement. I'm pretty sure the stock went up and then went immediately down after they banned him by by quite a bit. I could be wrong. I didn't actually look at that. But yeah, I would say Twitter. Uh, he ben, Trump benefited Twitter more than Twitter benefited his businesses. Forgetting leaving politics aside, would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. Which which makes it pretty strange that a company that has a fiduciary responsibility to ban him, leaving right. a, leave again leaving aside politics. So um, I think I think that'll be interesting to see how all that shakes out with them getting getting sued or uh you know now that they're like the i don't know if you saw the the uh the prince the saudi prince his uh his his holdings they bought more stock so they have more than elon now and they they say they don't want him on the board okay no i missed that part you didn't see that yeah so like saudi arabia has bigger say on twitter than like a lot of people too, they're like, uh, I don't like that uh, billionaires are throwing around their money and hurting our democracy. But like those people, a lot of them, they didn't say shit when Bezos bought the Washington Post. Right. They didn't say a damn thing when Bill Gates started MSNBC. Right. You know, and there's others too. I mean, who who else am I forgetting? But like that type, we had one in here in Illinois and one uh, 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 Governor Rauner ran for election. He's not the governor anymore. He had to sell, he had so much stake, he had to sell his Chicago Tribune shares because he had so much stake in the the Tribune, which is obviously a big paper around here. Shit happens all the time. I think it's mainly, uh, I think a lot of these like journalists and stuff don't just don't want Elon owning it. (laughs) They don't, I think that's a big part of it. Do you think, um, you know, I know how you, a lot of times when we've talked about crypto stuff and, and you, you know, pointing out legitimate concerns about things where the music could stop for crypto because of regulation or at least, you know, crater its value. Do you buy into some of the stuff that Twitter actually could be on a slippery slope with free speech um, where you could all of a sudden end up on the wrong side of it? Like, oh yeah, you get rid of Trump and I don't like him. So that's fine that he's not on the platform anymore, but then they, whatever the rules are, they come for other people. Um, do, is that a legitimate concern for you? You think with platforms like Twitter for, for me personally, or just yeah. that in general for me, probably uh, not yeah. maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they could easily, they like, I think um, like you could, e- you could easily get banned today. You or me or anybody, because you know you don't. There's no 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 words. No no words. You're not. You shouldn't say. And if mm-hmm. you say them on on Twitter, you're you're gonna get flagged and and banned. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I think it's easy to get banned. You just don't say that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, is the slippery slope gonna be so dramatic that uh, like you like if you say something like I think Twitter should sell to Elon or something like that? then they ban you just for saying that. Um, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure it'll get, get that bad, but like, I think it's already, um, I think it's already co-opted like by like the Silicon Valley culture. Right. I think it's already, already there. And I, 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 I think they do ban some lefties. Um, like some extreme lefties, but I would say it's more disproportionate to, to the right. I mean, I, you know, I think they should just allow all these people besides like the clear uh, cases of like um, 
uh, you know, uh, um, credible threats of violence, child pornography, et cetera, et cetera, things like that. Those obvious things. And they also, they don't crack down proportionately. Like, uh, like I've, I've, there's like guys who have fake brick accounts and they try to sell lineups to people. Yeah. And DraftKings contact, I contacted them, DraftKings contacted them and they didn't, they don't do shit. They don't care. You know what I mean? So like, they definitely don't care. It's not like I'm a big account, but there's other people I heard their podcast saying the same thing. They have like millions of followers. People impersonate them all the time. Like Elon's got hundreds of them, right? Yeah. So they like definitely pick and choose how they want to spend their bandwidth on what to police. Um, like they do have those things on there, like child pornography and shit. Like apparently that shit's on there. So like to to kick off a QAnon person and leave that stuff up there, you know, I think I think the trade-offs of that are not not worth it. Like I think they should just leave most of it, most of it up. And it's and like I said about like rate like like racists in real life, like you want them to show their colors because then you can act accordingly. Like you don't want them hiding, right? And then then they then you're they're your boss and they try to fuck you here or they fuck a customer, you know, because they don't you know they don't like they don't like their type or whatever. So like the the more out in public they could be, the better. If you like push them into the shadows, they're not going away. It's not like if you tell someone you're a racist asshole, they're going to be like, oh, shit, I didn't think of it that way. Thank you for telling me. I am no longer that way. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that doesn't work. Um, it just makes them angry or pushes them into different different platforms and shit like that. So, And it's, it's hard for – it's probably hard for these sites too to – to manage it. I mean, you need, weren't there the stories of Facebook? Like, you know, at first they were trying to do it manually, you know, people like handling that stuff. And then they went to a more like automated system. But I mean, when you're the volume of, I don't know what it would be support tickets or whatever, like on that mm -hmm. stuff must be just gargantuan. They, and then um, Twitter switched to this like self-report type of system. Um, yeah. But like I said, if you do it with these these lineup scammers, they never get banned. So, but you're right. There's only so much bandwidth they could do. Um, my like my predict like if he does get it, like there the, if you look at the the markets and the polling, the Democrats are heavily uh, favored to lose in the midterms in November. Mm -hmm. So like it would almost be better for him to get it after the November because then he could say. I had no effect on trying to put like, let's assume he is trying to make it more of a free speech platform. Let's just assume yeah. that's true. He could then say, look, you got your ass kicked with all the censorship. Let's open it up and see what shedding some light and letting all, all the voices be heard can do because you just got smoked. And if he gets it, if he gets it beforehand, they're going to blame him. They're already, you know, four to one underdogs to uh to lose the the house and and i don't know what is in the senate but it's it's pretty good too so they'll just blame they'll blame it on him if he gets it early um what what's your take on do you uh, do you even give a shit no i mean i i give a shit i mean my take on which part of that specifically like elon buying it do you care if he buys it do you want him to buy it i think i think in general I like the idea of having someone who owns or is running Twitter where their incentives are aligned with the users in a way that it doesn't seem like the board currently is necessarily. Mm -hmm. um, and I like the idea that, you know, Elon is an actual power user of the platform. I feel like he, he understands it. And I think you could argue that maybe the pendulum has swung too far uh, in that direction. And maybe he would be a good presence to, to balance it out. On the other hand, Elon is also an egotistical, you know, narcissist who could potentially on a whim, he also loves to troll and mm -hmm. you could worry about, you know, the keys to the castle in the hands of someone like that. Um, so I could see issues in, in that way as well. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, if he takes it private, anything, Anything's possible. It'd be interesting if the board, they could put like somebody from Texas on there, you know, just like maybe move the headquarters to a different location, 
or something like that. I, I wonder if that's what he's planning. If he gets, if he does get a hold of it, um, I'm. I, I wonder if there's, is there any odds out there. I'm guessing at this point he's a dog, pretty big dog to get it. Yeah, I think so. Um, and there was stuff too where it seemed like you know now the Twitter board like they're in a spot too where they can now go take his offer and shop it around, right? Like if they can if they can get his offer matched, they'll probably gladly go <laughs> with any other any other group that they could get. The problem is, is like, who would it, who would it be? I was listening to the all in podcast guys and they were talking about, maybe it is like a legacy media or big tech giant, like a Disney or a Google that would be highly incentivized to, to purchase Twitter. I mean, you think of the, the use cases for a company like that, they, they would definitely have reasons to want to meddle uh, with Twitter. I mean, if Elon's going to buy it, because at this point, those kind of, corporations twitter already does their bidding basically i mean there is there is an issue too with the with the federal government because they've already they've they've said this publicly that they like give a list to twitter of people who they think are dangerous and then they go and ban them so like elon's gonna be like no uh i'm not gonna do that take your list and shove it up your ass yeah there's a lot of powerful interests that do not want him to have it Here's here's another interesting thing about this is these these fucking this is a perfect example of how they use your they try to use your morals against against you right like and so in this case the leftists would be oh you don't like Twitter banning uh, Tommy G well go start your own platform right it's a free market they're a private business they could do whatever they want DraftKings right. can do whatever they want it's a private business right right and it's like okay Elon wants to buy them no we have to stop them exactly it completely it completely flipped um, yeah. oh yeah but the republicans do the same thing they did the same thing cuz they want that section 230 shit right gone so they could sue twitter and say like no you can't ban these people you're a publisher Right. But then Elon wants to buy it and they're like, oh, section 230. What? No, no, no. We don't need that anymore. We don't need that. Right. They're yeah. both, both fucking full of shit. Um, Ryan says, happy holidays. How are you celebrating 420, Brian? Oh, my God. I, mean, I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? You did. Wow. <laughs> you didn't know it was a, a national holiday. I did because I saw underdogs 420, 69, 69 tweet. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, they have a they have some. They have a problem or something. It's 420 on there, 6969 to win first. Do you smoke weed, Brad? No, not really. No. I'm uh, not opposed to it. I have um, yeah. when I was younger. Yeah. I uh let's see, it's out, bro. Monkeys out of the bottle. 420 entry, 6969 to first. There you go. The whoa dude Wednesday. Uh I love that name. We had in college. There was this kid on my floor. He was a year younger than me. Just the most quintessential, stereotypical, um, like SoCal guy. Mm-hmm. His name was Dan, and we called him Dude Bro Dan. Like <laughs> one of the all-time greatest nicknames. Uh, Whoa, Dude Wednesday, and, and Dude Bro Dan. Those guys are always great. Yeah, you know, there's never any problems. They're just chill. Yeah, um, guys. See, here's my thing about I, I smoke before bed. It's what relaxes me. If I smoke in the middle of the day, I will, I will eat multiple pizzas. I will go full Devion Smith and just, <laughs> I, I get incontrollable munchies like to caricature level, like exaggeration, like think of a movie or whatever of some stoner with the munchies. That's me with weed. And so as much as I like smoking weed, I, I really have to time it perfectly right before I go to bed. Otherwise it's a disaster. And, and your wife is a chef too, right? She, I mean, she, she's, she's a good cook. Yes. Yeah. Well, or I know she's, you said she's really into like the making, the, this is last year, I think sweets or whatever. Like, yeah. Like right you know, now that, we, she had, I have a bunch of balls of cookie dough yeah. in our, in our fridge where it's like, if I smoke, I'm just like eating eight <laughs> different balls of cookie dough. Like that just would happen immediately. <laughs> I'm like, I do like the stoner thing of like once every six months, I'm like Google shit, like how to avoid the munchies, man. Or is there a strain of THC that doesn't give you the munchies? <laughs> that that strain stuff is interesting. Like, you know, this one's yeah. chill. This one's this. Yeah. Do, do, do you, do you buy into those? Oh, I do. I do uh, the Indicas for at night just because mm. they're supposed to be more of a body high, man, less of a heady high. 
Uh, but I, I can tell the difference between a sativa indica. But yes, I have zero chance of uh, separating out various strains for you. Of course, you. the the Twitch user starts chiming in as soon as we start talking about weed. Oh, the 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 Twitch loves it. <laughs> I could tell Ryan's high today right now. Too. I could tell. It's kind of like a blessing in disguise because I don't. I think if I didn't get the munchies, I do think I would be like kind of perma stone. You know, I would just probably enjoy smoking. Oh yeah, the throughout the day. I, I mean, I enjoy it, but it just having that as the consequence keeps me keeps it. Up if right. I if I didn't get a hangover, I would I would drink like four days a week, five days a week. Yeah. Like why not? <laughs> well, I get besides the besides the calories too. Like if there was if there wasn't a calorie thing and and the hangover specifically, yeah. You know, as soon as my responsibilities are over, what would you, what would you rather have? Um, desserts don't have calories for you, so you can just mm -hmm. eat as much of that, or you can drink as much as you want without drink. a hangover. I gotta answer that. Really? Before. Oh yeah, easily. Um, wait. No, because of hangovers. I don't. I'm not a big sweets guy, so yeah, it's not that hard for me. I'm not a big sweets guy either, unless yeah. I'm unless I have the munchies. But like, I drink like like twice a month, maybe. It's pretty rare. It's pretty rare nowadays. I mean, my twenties, you know. Yeah. Until like two weeks ago, no. But like twenties, you know, thirties, I would. Uh, I could have used that the lower calories for sure. Yeah. It's funny how our, our bodies have these built-in prevention mechanisms to keep us from becoming alcoholic stoners. <laughs> <laughs> it's just for some people, though. They, they don't people, have though. those. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I guess yeah, they're called drug addicts. Uh, Willie K., I'm a big fan of Greek desserts. That's a strange um, thing to comment on. A yeah. Trip, but yeah, because what? I mean, baklava? I mean, that's, that's the only one I can think of. That's the only one I can think of. What other, what other Greek desserts are there, Willie? <laughs> Uh, something in flames, I'm guessing. I guess. I actually got a Greek plate uh, for dinner last night, but I did not get a, a dessert with it. I should have gotten some baklava. Apparently, I missed the boat. Um, the uh, Middle Eastern food in, on the north side is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, there's a place. I, my go-to place uh, I haven't had in a while, making me hungry. I know. Yeah, I'm getting uh, I'm getting hungry too. I think uh, it's about time to uh, power this down. You know, I yeah, know we our... started late anyway, so yeah. Uh, appreciate you guys hanging out, and uh, yeah, maybe, we mentioned it earlier. Maybe we'll we'll find some other uh, shows to to flex to an MMA live hang if we have a really good card. Let's do it. Um. All right. Anything else going on with you, Brian? Any other updates on the the app, the HUD uh, ownership? No, I should have. Uh, should be in the uh, like the actual downloadable like Mozilla stores and stuff. Yeah. Hopefully soon if they don't block block it. And uh, other than that, I, and I have an update coming like tomorrow, or the day after. I don't know what they do. Like they they're so slow and they respond to me like I'm like which part are you updating? I don't even know anymore. So yeah. Um, but yeah, that should be coming in the next few days. Uh, I didn't do ownership on the site cause the Zurich classic, the PGA is like the team. It's the teams, the, the, the team event. So it would like kind of screw everything up, but I put some in my discord, like a screenshot of like some rough estimates. But if yeah. you really, if you really want to look at something, um, I think that's, I think that's it. Right. I a lot of sports. NBA playoffs, MLB's back. USFL, F1, Brian, USFL, all your favorites. <laughs> it's, uh, it's never stops. Run. That's right. Um, all right, guys, appreciate you uh, hanging out. Uh, the pod will be up later if you'd prefer yeah. to listen in audio form. We'll see you guys next Wednesday. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early 
so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.